0: I'd like to say all my animals are quiet. So this is this is guaranteed at least five minutes of quiet.
1: Perfect. I need-
0: Perfect. Let's talk let's talk <clears throat> about uh let's talk about Aquabro.
1: Let's talk about Aquabro. Guys, we're back. And we're back.
0: Oh man, I had a moment. A mo uh, 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 a Momoa moment. A Momoa moment. A, a MO ma- 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 moment. Uh where like the very beginning, the voiceover, by the way, at the very beginning, I'm just like... Settle in. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who don't, I just had a gun to my head. Uh, we, I mean, I, okay, I'll preface this by saying we just were like gushing about Spider-Verse and we, I still love it and it's amazing. And so we're taking a little pivot uh, to to Aquaman and I will say... You put it really well. Really beautiful art direction on a really okay film. Like, it's a pretty film.
1: It's stunning. Stunning yeah. to look at.
0: Because, like, I will say I've never I've never seen, I never saw Avatar in theaters, but I think I saw this in IMAX, and I think seeing it in IMAX must have been what people kind of felt when they saw Avatar in this, like, visual, like, it's stunning, but it's like, you know, the movie itself wasn't particularly particularly great it was just pretty and so the first time i saw avatar was actually on a plane (laughs) so and it was two years ago like guys so i was very underwhelmed by avatar uh also white savior bullshit similar to this actually Uh, now that i think about it uh but uh i had a moment where we made a joke like i'd say a year or so ago like maybe last spring and we did a Moana, we were talking about Moana, and we said, like, Momoa-Wana, and then we had a whole, like, thing of Jason Momoa as Moana. And and this movie tied it all together because Moana's dad, a.k.a. Django Fett,
1: mm-hmm.
0: a.k.a. Arthur Curry's dad.
1: Yeah, Tom Curry.
0: Yeah, Tom Curry. Uh, no I, relation to Tim Curry. I was going to and Curry. Curry. <laughs> I was going to say, and Curry. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I'm, I'm going to... Pronounces pronounce his first name horribly, but Tamura Morrison.
1: Tamura. Who mm-hmm.
0: Tamura and what was funny is when I first saw him, I think they did a little bit of like CGI stuff for the for the flashback. Little, stuff, little de-aged? L li- little yeah. Um but when I was when I was watching that, uh I I didn't recognize him. And then it wasn't until they were in the bar and he was talking and I'm like, the sea is where you Oh, and I, I, had a, I had a moment where I was just really, really happy because I was like, he's trying to convince his son to go into the water. It's a full circle film.
1: Yeah, that dad sure <laughs> sure grew a lot from mm-hmm. no kids in the water to, yeah, get in the water, kid.
0: Yeah, so there, there you go. There you go. That's my, that was my one thing. Uh, that was my long story long of, holy shit, <laughs> Chango Fett is having is having a really great late 2010.
1: Yeah, his uh his second two kids turned out great. <laughs> uh, oh, no,
0: I I I his second two. I mean, to be fair, it was a clone. Hmm. It wasn't it wasn't really.
1: I mean, but now this this begs the question <laughs> since they're doing the Mandalorian and they will never uh they'll probably never do a Django Fett movie now if they were going to. Now I could to- I'd totally be down for Jason Momoa as <laughs> Boba Fett.
0: Oh yeah, no.
1: So, Adair. So, dare. I think that we both have our issues and we both have our praise for this movie. So okay. I, let's, let's start on a positive note because we always enjoy that. Who was a character in this that you, you were just like, yeah, yeah, man. I like, I like what's going on here.
0: <laughs> I'm going to, again, not going to fuck with his name. Uh, Yaya Abdul Mateen the second. Cool. I really, really liked him as Manta. All right. Like I, I thought uh, I. He doesn't have a lot. I will state he didn't have a lot going on, and his like final Manta reveal mm-hmm. was sort of like it was a scene, and I mean like he's obviously they set him up for in the post mid credit scene as as uh there's going to be some stuff going on with him and uh he
1: ain't going around uh, he ain't going nowhere him and Randall Park are going to figure <laughs> it out him and
0: Randall Park the weirdest of all odd couples but uh yeah i was super surprised by him i i mean i i kind of had the like eye roll when they, he like gives him the knife and in the in the sub and was just and was like they he was so stealthy they called him manta and I, I, and I, there were like two guys next to me that were like oh! and i'm like you didn't know like, you didn't know if you can gasp at Manta. Like, you didn't do any research about, like, what this was going to be. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. very confused. <laughs> but, but, yeah, it's, like, guys that are like, I know that this matters in some sort of comic book way. But... The knife, I have to say, was really cool. It was great like looking the, with, too. With the emblem. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So great. Uh, I thought the father daughter bond was good. I totally knew what was going to happen. Right. Like, it was very clear from the get go what was going to happen. As a secondary villain, like, I liked his little relationship with things. I have to say, I really found his working on the suit uh, scene actually very funny, mm-hmm. which I thought, like, Arthur Curry just felt like he went a little. Too far on the comedy sometimes. Like he was, he was just, he was kind of being a douchey comic. And at a certain point, I'm like, not everything's a joke. I would actually like to see some emotion. I get you are kind of focused on your anger, but I would like to, I wouldn't, I would like you to stop using it as much as a weapon. Sure. And what that scene, it was one of my favorite scenes, was him working on the mantis suit. I wasn't super impressed with his post reveal, I think, because. For a majority of that was used in the trailers, yeah, and that was sort of a bummer. I would have liked to see something like just really out of the blue with it. I would have liked it to be a bigger or a a few different fights. If we, yeah, I
1: think obviously they're they're going to do a sequel. This movie's going to hit a billion dollars. It's already the most, as you pointed out to me, the most successful DCEU movie so far of the post to know Wonder first. Woman. Yeah, you're up next. <laughs> yeah, right. I think. I think, yeah, they did sort of give us a little too much Manta in the trailers. However, I think they did that to satiate us so that they could hold on to that third act battle, which yeah, was the third worth act holding was, on to.
0: Oh, man, that was beautiful. <laughs> satiate. Um, uh, but, yeah, no, I, I loved him. I wasn't really expecting to have a whole lot of uh, opinion on him. Honestly, I thought he was going to be very, very, like, secondary, not, like, much personality. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, not to, like, bring it back to Star Wars, but I kind of thought, like, sort of a Boba Fett, like, just mask on for the most part. Right, right. You know, kind of just, you know, obviously a bad guy, but there's not, like, a lot of depth, and we maybe see, like, a little bit of it. I really liked, weirdly, I liked that scene where he's just on the ship and like he's in the middle of the bioluminescence and then
1: the aqua just, the aqua marines come up and yeah like that symbol.
0: was really cool yeah and I, but but just like him sitting on it and like staring at it there was a moment where i was just like damn like he's just he's legit he's a legit i, I, I was like i not to typecast him I'm, like go to marvel they can do something with you in like the black panther sequel i feel like they could i would like to see him
1: I'm I'm interested to see how they use Black Manta in the sequel. I will be honest, I thought that his portrayal was a little cartoony, just a little too. You killed my father. Ah, ah, but um
0: really an Arthur, you killed my mother. Ah. I'm not saying he was the only <laughs>
1: cartoony performance, but
0: it, there were a lot of cartoony It was a little like let's be honest. Yeah,
1: there I think that James Wan did a good job of understanding the kind of actors he has and leaning into it a little bit. I think my my favorite was uh, Patrick Wilson as Orem, as the Ocean Master. Oh, really? Yeah, because... He was my least favorite. <laughs> because I think... Well, it's funny because Black Manta was my least favorite. So I think we're I think we're at the exact opposite. This is gonna be a fun one, guys.
0: I think as the movie goes, we are totally on the same page, but I think as the characters go, Yeah. We are at the Yeah, that's so funny. So yeah, tell me and I'll so, I'll debate what my yeah, issues were. So
1: as Black Manta was to me a little underutilized, a little dumb that he took that perfectly good armor and had to make his own armor out of it. I'm like, that's that's just silly. Like, give him a better origin than that. Um and just all gritty. Ugh. I thought that while Orem was not one of the all-time great villains, I did appreciate that he had legitimate menace, legitimately killed people, um, had a pretty clear intent and goal, figured out pretty quickly that Mira was playing him, um, rather than
0: yeah, the, the reveal on that bracelet. Like, yeah,
1: um,
0: I was like, oh shit. Yeah,
1: that worked. That worked well for me. Like he made decisions as a villain that I was never like, oh well, that that's that's gonna be his undoing. That was the big stupid thing he did. That was his that was his huge mistake. I'm so I hate that like overestimation or the cocky villain bullshit. Like, Orem had a fairly methodical plan. Like, he he worked it through well. His motivations were understandable. He was no Killmonger, but he was no Loki. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: I will, I will agree with you on that. I thought his military tacticians and, like, uh, all of that, I thought, like, there was a good idea behind it, and I actually did really... Surprisingly, Dolph Lundgren. Just such a nice little surprise there. But uh, I thought that whole meeting was really good, mm-hmm. and that like ultimately turned out that like he was like he wasn't super like gullible about that attack, but he was just like I just kind of needed a reason. Yeah, exactly. I needed he to, knew like, show face, but it felt very political. Mm-hmm. I do agree with that. I would say though, his acting was so one note, and when you're in a situation where you are pretty much no, I think almost entirely just, like, in a sort of CGI mm-hmm. situation, you really kind of have to give it a bit more. And even, like, Dolph Lundgren, I felt like, I was like, oh, okay, like, he's he's doing a really good job. And I just felt Patrick Wilson is a great dramatic actor, and but he is not, like, I think he was great in, like, the Conjuring films and stuff. I think he, but he, when you give him a lot of, like, obstacles as far as, like, the film itself. Like, I think he's really great in, like, a quiet scene. I just don't see him in this these, like, these big scenes. I don't feel very impressed by him in the big scenes.
1: I felt that if you put Patrick Wilson and Jason Momoa next to each other, it's like, well, I know who's going to win this fight. Like, if you yeah. see them just street clothes standing next to each other, say it's a red carpet. But I thought they did a good job from his armoring to the way the fights were choreographed to show that he's legitimately trained, legitimately strong, and a legitimate threat. Um, I would agree a little one note. I think that if they had made Mira's betrayal matter more to him or be a reveal later in the film for him, that would have provided a story opportunity for him to feel something more and to express something more. Or if they had let the moment he realizes his mother is alive breathe a little bit matter, more. like give Yeah, that, they
0: did not give enough time. For yeah,
1: that. it it you could see it matter, but it was then it was over. Um. Also, Arthur is one hundred percent going to regret letting his brother live. <laughs> That's going to be a big regret oh. later on.
0: Yeah, I was just like, uh, but uh,
1: I, I think what they they have the opportunity to do. With the two of them, and this is part of what excites me about Ocean Master, is they can redo or do a different take on sort of the Thor Loki dynamic, but mm-hmm. make something a little bit different. Instead of like, especially now with like the the retconning of now they're saying on the on Marvel's website with the summary for all the movies that Loki was using the scepter to mind control people, but also under the influence of Thanos, like he was slightly being mind controlled. That's like a legit write up where I'm like, come, let him just be bad. Let him just be a villain who then becomes but an But they're anti-hero. like, no,
0: but he's a martyr. Right? No, he I died. don't want that shit. Yeah. Like I much oh, prefer,
1: I, I think this brother relationship has legs. Um, mm-hmm where he's like Arthur's going to be a sloppy king who's running around James T. Kirk style ditching his post at every opportunity to go do shit and there's going to be legitimate complaints against him as a ruler and it's going to provide Orem with a platform to get himself reinstated as king yeah, in like a legitimate political way not a contest of champions way.
0: Yeah, cuz politically he makes more sense as a king. Mm-hmm. I mean, setting setting fire to the to the 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 earth is, you know, aside. Right. He was he was a good king. They they were quite impressive. That was a quite impressive underwater kingdom he had.
1: Right. I mean, it's clear that he's making Atlantis great again, and he's doing a great job, and anybody who says he's doing a uh, not great job is fake news.
0: Um plasma cannons on the walls. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he we'll promised plasma cannons on the walls, and that, and and that the surface world the was going to pay for them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I re- I like that we that we have opposite takes. I moaned at Black Manta, and loved Oram, and you were like on Orem and loved Black Manta. That's wonderful.
0: And I will say, there are moments that I moaned at Black Manta, and I was like, oh, Orm has a point. Mm, when but he had I... his shirt
1: off, I certainly moaned.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> uh, but yeah, do you have any wild cards, or any people that you were pleasantly surprised by?
1: Uh, yes, I have two. Um, it's kind of cheating. Me too. Um... Graham. McT-
0: I want. I see. I'm super curious now if we have. T- if we have the same too. Graham
1: McTavish <laughs> as King Atlan. I was like, oh my god, it's the voice of Dracula from uh from the Castlevania animated series. Which if you have not watched, you're wasting Never. your life. It's so good. It is okay, so guys, good. Okay, guys. So
0: this just in. I'm wasting
1: my life. It's short. The first season's only three or four four episodes, and the second season's only eight. And it has one of he plays Dracula. And you get to spend 12 half-hour episodes with him so far. It's just got renewed for a third season. And it is one of the most beautiful, depraved, amazing, tragic villain stories I have ever seen. It's so good, Adair.
0: It's funny because my response when I saw, uh, I heard him was, I think he's a hobbit.
1: He definitely or is. a dwarf. He definitely is in the Hobbit movies. And,
0: yeah, he's in the Hobbit. He's like uh, Balin or Dwaylin think, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think
1: Dwaylin. Um but, yeah,
0: but that's really funny cuz I was like my response was I'm like I'm pretty sure he talked to me about some mountains and and uh, and a dragon. Exactly.
1: But <laughs> I love him as Dracula. It's so goddamn good in that show. But I was ready to just hate all of the king flashbacky stuff, but he sold me on it. He sold it. It had a very Lord of the Rings feel. It it, It did very much felt like Lord of the Rings in a tasteful way, not a ripoff way. Like halfway between the CGI excess of The Hobbit and the Mm -hmm. incredible storytelling of the original trilogy, you would find these Atlantis flashback scenes that they watched because they were really fucking well done. And he sold that shit.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I I, 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 that wasn't one of my picks, but that was, uh, I, I do agree with you. I thought that the flashbacks actually were really good. Mm. They, for some reason, part of it reminded me of like OG Mummy, mm. like Brendan Fraser, Rachel Weisz, like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, like those flashbacks a little bit. Like I was like, I was into it.
1: hundred percent. It was they were compelling. They were very yeah. much uh, something that I thought was necessary and worthwhile. Um, but my other, my other, my big wild card that I had no idea was Carathan, voiced by Julie Andrews.
0: I was so curious after that. I'm like, huh, huh. I guess well, that's why she didn't do a Mary Poppins <laughs> cameo.
1: No, she didn't do a Mary Poppins cameo because you do not gild the lily. She has yeah. no reason to be back there. They are adding on to a. It's a hat on a hat. You don't do a Mary Poppins. Anyways but I thought her voice work was stellar. I didn't recognize her at first and it was such an interesting character and to have, and from a story perspective to have his communicating with fish matter so much to have it actually matter for them in the final scene. His silliest, most ridiculous power is what turned the tide and she was just Pat. great. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, and she was just, she was fantastic. <laughs> so those, those were my wild cards.
0: So all in all, like, I'd say the voice work was really, really good. Because they also have Jijomun Hansu who is very briefly in it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Very, very briefly as King uh, Riku. And then the f- Jonathan Rhys Dav- Davies. Jonathan Davies. As the Brian King. And I was like. Another I hobbit, was like a dwarf. I was like, he's a dwarf. <laughs> Um. Let's let's be. He's he is our Gimli. He's our Gimli. Um, he's
1: our Sala.
0: Yeah. He's uh, he's also. Um. Oh oh oh. God. What was I thinking about? The there's another the, there's another role he had that I was just like I was can't. it that
1: was it uh, the Shannara Chronicles. He was a king in the Shannara Chronicles.
0: Did not did not want did not once upon that. a time
1: he was Grand Pabi.
0: Um, um. No, I'm thinking I think he's the butler in the au pair series.
1: Uh, oh, sure, sure, sure.
0: Or the chaperone or something oh, like no. that. Oh, no, he's uh, he's a
1: bad guy in Princess Diaries too.
0: Yes! Your, your great-great-grandfather, Niccolo Machiavelli. <laughs> yes, he is uh, yep. in a royal engagement. He is 100%. He's
1: there coaching he's... and grooming Chris Pine.
0: Yeah, so I mean. He's like,
1: someday... You're going to be saved by a princess, and it will save your career.
0: <laughs> yep, and then you shall sh- you shall be in Starfleet.
1: Oh my gosh! Um, Somebody should recut his scenes from Princess Bride uh, from Princess Diaries two with Chris Pine's scenes from uh, Wonder Woman, and have young Chris Pine uh, pursuing a princess, but it's it's Diana, it's Wonder Woman. <laughs>
0: I really appreciate and like that. And I'm also trying to see if I was correct on the fact that he's uh that he's in the Au Pair
1: series. Nigel 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 Kent. Is that his character name in Au Pair? Uh-huh. Au Pair yeah, T V movie so. from nineteen
0: ninety nine. Yeah, boy. Yep.
1: One hundred percent he plays Nigel Kent. Good job.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. That was some ABC family realness for you um that was just that was uh that was a imdb tunnel i did not need to go into um i'm mad though because uh, and i'm mad because this is this is a prejudice that's been installed in me by someone else but he is the only uh member of the fellowship that didn't get the lord of the rings tattoo what a dick
1: huh he's also like, considerably older and i mean okay so
0: yeah then ian mckellen
1: well Actually, he's born in 44. When was Ian McKellen born? Let's find out. Let's find out. Welcome to the IMDb (laughs) Rabbit Hole Show with Dan and (laughs) Adair. Yep, 39. Good job.
0: Yeah, so suck it, John Rhys Davies. Get a fucking tattoo. All right, so uh, do you want to hear about my little wild cards? I do, I I do, I do. So I have stated my issue with people being in multiple franchises for for uh, comic books and superheroes and such so Willem Dafoe was cut from Justice League.
1: Yes he was. And I was
0: like oh okay. Uh, but he, he he came back full force and I was actually pretty happy with him. I was really liked the training scenes. Him like in the present like he was sort of Meh. He was there. I mean he, I mean... he was a, he was a vizier. He was uh, he was a chill Jafar. Yeah. Um No, I mean, he's a good guy, but he, I, the training scenes, we've talked a little bit about that off, off mic, but the training scenes I thought were really not overly done, like, it didn't feel like, oh, I've seen this before, and I liked them, I think he did a really good job as far as I did make a joke to someone. And I was like, I think we could have just re- renamed him exposition as a character. Yeah, because he was he was our exposition, but he didn't feel exhausting with the exposition. They they spread like it his, between
1: him and Mira enough, and Orum. they they, they and and, his, and Nicole Kidman. <laughs> they each got their yeah. own little snippets, so that there was yeah, it's very true. But.
0: Uh, but I think he did a good job as far as like he had kind of a limited role but it was very clear his alliance to Arthur's mom mm-hmm. and that was good i think it was very clear he was hiding something and i was like you could maybe play it a little less uh um obvious that you're you're lying to arthur about something yeah. um and actually speaking of exposition i was actually kind of surprised by amber heard like i i i really wish they hadn't done the done the romance i know that in comic books they are they are married and everything but i i felt like we didn't need that i really didn't i feel like i am definitely on the tangent now of we don't need it always to be there always to be like the romantic undertone and they had actually if they hadn't done that they had a decent doctor and donna kind of dynamic and i really enjoyed that and then it wasn't until like it, like the hand uh, it was just I was just like, uh. but I liked watching her see things on Earth that were beautiful. And I kind of loved that she didn't like the surface world. Like she was it wasn't that she was like fighting for the surface world because she was like, oh, this is it's such a beautiful, amazing place. She doesn't like the surface world. She just is. Tr- she she was raised to believe in unity. And I liked that. I liked that she she was sort of we she, we got to see things through her eyes a little bit, which was nice, and I was surprised by that because I will say that I was I was not super impressed with her in her very small part, and it wasn't it was Justice League that she had like her like scene right
1: yes yeah.
0: Justice League um I, I think f- as far as comic book adaptation visually spot on very, perfection very spot on like I was shocked. I don't feel like it seemed like she was terribly comfortable.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: the whole, like, she did not seem comfortable. You made a comment about the shoes. The shoes were. She was
1: wearing heels that whole movie where I was like, this is stupid. It
0: was like, (laughs) it was like Bryce Dallas Howard in Lost World. Not quite that
1: absurd, but damn near. Damn near. I mean,
0: they went to the Sahara.
1: she's walking around in these heels of like, you're on sand, loose, sand,
0: yeah, so there were parts like like everything that were just ridiculous, but I did actually think that they, I liked their dynamic, her and Willem Dafoe's dynamic, mm-hmm. that they were on each on like the side of the king, but like rooting against him. I thought it spoke of Oram's character that these two people that are supposedly so close, his betrothed and his his vizier were were did not agree with him, but did not feel comfortable sharing that, and it spoke about what his personality is and what his demeanor is. Uh And so I thought that was very interesting. I thought that they had a decent dynamic. Um, But yeah, I, I had a moment where it was when they were in the, the, like the miss, the lost kingdom. Yeah. Where Nicole, you've got Nicole Kidman and you've got Amber Heard and they're, they're chilling there and they're basically like, Oh, Arthur, you, uh, you, it's only you, only you can do this. Like that kind of thing. And I was like looking at, it, and this is what I was going to talk to you about, where I was like, these are two, like, really impressive and strong warriors. And, like, with, with impressive skills. And it makes me very sad that in this scene, there couldn't be, like, a we're all on an equal playing field kind of thing. And maybe all together, we can devise a plan. It's just you, Arthur. And I think this is my thing, where now, thanks to, like, Wonder Woman... And in some ways, Black Panther, I I'm finally at a place where I'm like, oh, there are these stronger women, and this is really exciting for me, and it makes me really really excited for Captain Marvel. But I wish that I wish that I I had more, I had more of that. And this is sort of what I was thinking, like where I think I've gotten so excited about that, and it's been so fun, and I think it's how a lot of I, I mean, I obviously cannot begin to understand like you know what it is to be for african-americans to be represented in black panther but it is that idea of it's really exciting to see someone powerful and it's not that they're powerful and they are doing this it's it's they're powerful and they just happen to be female right uh african-american asian-american polynesian like i mean like that i i think the thing that was hard for me the most for aquaman is it was a reminder that Often women are the mother, the love interest, the helper, and they're not equal. And that's the reminder that Aquaman gave me. And I think that was really hard, honestly, because I we've been really lucky lately with representation of strong women.
1: Can I ask how you felt prior to that scene?
0: I wasn't thinking about it. But that's, it. When, that's think- when
1: the... The breaks.
0: And yeah. that was the reminder. I was really s- lost in the movie, and I think that is uh, very much a kudos to the visual direction of it because it was stunning.
1: And I think that prior to that, there was a role to play. Like for Nicole Kidman, she got to have that scene where they came in and and Tom Curry doesn't throw a punch. He gets the kid yeah. and hides in the kitchen. He throws a trident. Yeah. And she, and she <laughs> kicks her. some serious ass. And Amber Heard got to have a, you know, Mira got to she fly him. them, fly them out of there, you know, in the, in the ship, come up with the plan to get it to sink and all that. Um, figure. She got to figure stuff out and she got to fight and she got to be involved. And I think that, those only one person can do it moments that it has to be you kind of thing just as a trope allows these kinds of these kinds of things to happen where it's like, Oh, we were a team or everybody was doing their thing. But now I guess we'll sit and wait. I guess we'll just sit on the sideline while you have your moment. And I have a, I have a rewrite about it that we'll get to, but I think it's, it might be that, that that sort of moment doesn't need to be there anymore, where it's like we've been a team, we've been working together. Not everyone gets to be the star or the lead, but we've had so many of these ensemble movies with multiple leads in this space that I think we're we're kind of at a point where well don't sideline my character don't sideline the person that I see myself as don't sideline these these folks at the end like let everybody be participating and doing something and solving solving the problem together i mean if they can find something for hawkeye to do in an avengers movie come on
0: <laughs> although i am really excited to see hawkeye uh sort of ronin up change his look mm-hmm. yeah i mean like i was like oh he's he's going full ronin
1: yeah yeah
0: which I think is incredibly confusing for people who just watch the movies because there's already a Ronin.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Um, and
1: Can't wait for the fan art of that. The two of them pointing at each other being like, wait a minute.
0: It's Maybe it'll be like a Batman and Superman. Your mom's name is Martha? My, my mom's name is Martha. Your name's Ronan? I'm Ronan. I stand by Let's the Martha ready.
1: Martha thing. I will die on that hill. That was a good, good writing thing i liked it i
0: i i know that you were happy someone finally called it out
1: i i've been reading comics since i was eight years old and i have never once been like oh they both their moms have the same names never once i've never seen anyone pointed out online prior to that so i i will forever give props
0: i know i know (laughs) and we've had this conversation i know but i'm I'm still mad about it (laughs) I'm just saying that that's not a reason to be best friends.
1: No. Well, how would you rewrite this? What would you what what are your what are your tweaks, your changes, your
0: I'm just going to do a few small things because I think honestly the idea of the sea versus the surface was really appropriate
1: the bones are there and i
0: think the bones are there the story but i think like honestly there's a lot of like delving into different characters and different things like that that i'm just like "Eh." okay um so i would like as i said just more of a team at the end i don't think i think there is that great moment for arthur at the end and his ability to communicate with animals and I think that's I did like how they did that because I always thought that was like the dorkiest power to have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just like, oh great, I'm really glad that uh, you can you can get the fish of the day. Um, yeah, so uh, I liked that. I liked that it mattered. But I think while he was doing that, I think there there is more that could have been done. I, off the top of my head, am struggling but I think that's partially just because they really limited it. They limited, uh, I think, I think that there was something, I think, I get that like Mira, um, is it Helena, or Ath- Athlina, Ath- what is her name? What is Nicole Kidman's name? Atlanta. Ath- Atlanta, sorry. um, Sorry, it it, it was. I always just think of, it uh, was just thinking of
1: Atlanta Morissette, and that's how I
0: remember. Yeah, yeah, the, there you go. Um. uh yeah so i thought that there should have been something that they could have done Mm -hmm. what it is i'm not sure but there should have been something i'm sure you have a much better rewrite regarding that i i really wanted to see a bit i didn't want a romantic uh dynamic between between amber heard and jason momoa i thought honestly i don't i didn't really buy any chemistry with them And I wanted, and I I do recognize comic book wise, they are, they are married and everything. But like, uh, we've done a lot of things that aren't necessarily the comic books and maybe eventually, maybe it could be like with Newt and uh, Tina, where there's, there's, you could imagine it, but like, nothing really happens between them. Like, there's obviously like an attraction, but they're both, their personalities just are kind of going off in different things. So... Maybe kind of that, and I don't think I've ever thought I would use fantastic beasts for relationship development because <laughs> they are not good at that. But I think for me, I just don't. I don't see the point. And it was not necessary. I don't think it was, was earned.
1: No, I think yeah, yeah it like, wasn't earned. Like there was,
0: it was like with Thor and Val where there was that like tiny oh, moment. And you like, but mm. I, I'm like, if eh. they'd
1: ended it more with maybe I can take you know maybe I can take you out sometime. And she's like, mm, I already dated a king and kind of like gives him a wink and, and like swims away where it's like, maybe, but it doesn't have to be this movie. We don't.
0: Or like I'm now, taking a break from kings. Granted,
1: it was a super hot kiss. That was a hot kiss. Yes. But
0: I acknowledge <laughs> that it was probably one of the steamiest uh, c- uh, comic book cinematic universe kisses I've ever seen. I mean, seen. there was a lot because, of water like-
1: around, but I was still roll thirsty. <laughs>
0: You're always real thirsty. Um, I would say, honestly, a little less on land, which is not a note I thought I would have, Hmm. but (laughs) I thought it was...
1: Underwater was amazing.
0: The underwater was amazing. Like, just, you're doing it right. Like, we don't need to be in the desert for as long as we were. Like, I think the only time that felt, like, truly necessary was when they were in Italy because, like, that was part of, like, really capturing it and i uh capturing the beauty of of the uh, of of land and uh i really liked being underwater i liked that world that they built like just you built a really awesome world just go with it and uh a better manta battle scene
1: and at least an additional one too like i think
0: yeah, yeah, and maybe just I, I, well, yeah, honestly, like make him more of a villain because I th- he's going to be important. Build up so we we have. We have more of an interest and investment in that character. I think he he is an amazing actor, and I think that is is important. And I honestly think there should have been a little bit more of a communication between. Oh, what is the the uh, the fisherman? Mm-hmm. I really felt that was a really cool world and a really cool culture and i think that we could have put the kibosh on maybe a few minutes of the the creepy underwater creatures from the trench yeah and put it on the fishermen because that was a really interesting world and i think i would have liked i think i might have liked Aura more if i got to see more of that the diplomacy and the conniving nature of him rather than him just stabbing. I
1: agree 100%.
0: And so, I mean, there's a lot of other things, but I think from, like, a very surface level... Ha. God. Um, from from just a very basic level, I think those were, like, my main issues. Um, And honestly, like... The end with uh, Tom and Atlanta kissing. What I would have liked was rather him walking. Uh, he was at the dock. He was at the dock, and then he, it, it like the sun's like pretty much risen, and he wa- is walking away, and all you hear is a splash on the dock, and you see his face. But that's that it. That would have been the
1: perfect pin. That would have been that's perfect. A hundred percent. Yes.
0: And because like I didn't that just cuz like and honestly the the narration at the beginning um just hold on one second i get why we had the narration at the beginning but i think that it could have been done differently for me not to roll my eyes immediately and you clearly have an excellent rewrite with that so let's start with your rewrites
1: you keep the beginning narration rewrite it slightly but nicole kidman does the narration she is telling the story of meeting the Lighthouse Keeper, you know, it was the story of a lighthouse keeper and a and a queen or a princess or whatever. And then you just transition through their love story pretty quickly to her just telling the story to little baby Arthur. Perfect. And, I and love it. And then that. the whole fight scene you keep. But when she leaves, instead of just jumping forward to Aquabro's life, I want to follow her down to Atlantis And see like a council tribunal give me all the kings of all the seven kingdoms assembled and they're gonna decide what to do about you know, I know it's just an Atlantis matter, but for this sake you can introduce all of the kingdoms rather quickly and um you can yeah, she's swimming away and then they say and she and she can narrate and that was, you know, that was that was one life that I've lived and that but there was another. And then she's telling a story to little baby Oram.
0: Yeah. No. And then maybe Mira's there too right. as an she's, introduction to She's her. telling
1: a story to them, you know. Oh well you know, mommy had another life on the surface before. Um and then when the they decide that she's gonna be sacrificed to the trench because she was obviously married to the other king for a little while, um, then Oram would internalize when he says, why does mommy have to go? And he said, because she ran away to the surface and the surface is evil. And then you get the internalized seed for Oram of hating the surface because the surface is the reason he doesn't have a mother anymore. I love that. And then we can And then instead of and then we would just look at this angry little Oram and then do a quick cut to him all grown up and say and there's like this bubbling rage, and like everybody's talking. Gentlemen, 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 and he like quiets everyone down. I have a proposal. We attack the surface. Fuck the surface, and everyone's like, "Oh, oh no, blah, blah 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 blah." Yes, no, and they all go their separate ways. And then he decides on his preeminent strike. Willem Defoe tries to stop him and is like, "Absolutely not. I I think this is a terrible idea. I'm going to stand up to you because I care about you." And then he says, "Let me go talk to the surface. Let, like, let's send an envoy. Let's actually open up communications." And Oram's like, "Yeah, no, sounds like a great idea." And then Oram like blows up his ship while he's on his way. He,
0: yeah, I did feel like Willem Dafoe should have died.
1: Yes, a hundred percent.
0: I w- I thought it was very weird that he was alive at the end of that.
1: Yeah, I wanted him to then wash up on shore. And this is and Arthur or Arthur saves him. And we're like, finally in like modern Aquaman. He's there. Arthur maybe saves him at that point. He can die later, Um, but have him be all reluctant, but let us understand Oram a little more. And we set up in the beginning here, this very clear duality of two brothers with the same mother who have very different relationships to Atlantis in the water. And they're both angry and bitter about their mother's death or presumed death,
0: but they're mad at the, the opposite, opposite people. Side.
1: Exactly. I think <clears throat> that was there, but it wasn't quite there. communicated.
0: It wasn't built. the The uh, foundation was there, but the house was not. Exactly. Built on I that. think
1: that that's what it could have and should have been, and that would have propelled and informed a lot of dramatic action after that, and just character choices. We can eliminate their little fight in the sunken ship, um, replace it with something else, and then have a lot of the movie remained the same, honestly, and just cut a few lines of added exposition where it's like, no, I remember when you said that line earlier, please don't spoon feed me this bullshit. I, I can just feel the studio notes on those lines of like, we have to make sure that people understand what's happening. You need to add a line here where they say, blah, blah, blah. Again, like there Mm -hmm. was lots of little moments like that, but I really think just tightening up the beginning, because for once there were no real third act problems. Like it, it, It made sense. I think you fix that. And then instead of having the Carathon moment at the end be Arthur, you have to do it. If Atlanta has, or Atlanta has, she's like, I know how to get the trident. I've been trying to do it for years, but I need someone else. I need help. And if she's got the plan and then they're all in there together and th- and only at the last moment, when they're all about to be killed, and they've all done their part, and they've all tried, is his, his empathy, his, his telepathic power is what saves them. And then he still gets the hero moment, but it's less, oh, Arthur, it has to be you. We'll wait here for you, Arthur. Good luck, Arthur. You know? it's let's take a seaweed right i was like now well now it's monty python and the holy grail but i think that would solve a lot of that but then keep that third act battle because it was fucking tight
0: oh it was it was great it was i've never been so like i mean no helm's deep i was super invested Mm -hmm. in but i i think not since then have i been like so truly invested in a in a battle on film and i think that's the problem is like especially with superhero movies it's just like half the time just like okay Yes, I get you need to show everyone's skill. Right, That's great. And just like, I don't know, it was just visually stunning. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. this is great. I was super glad I saw it in IMAX.
1: Oh, 100%. I'm so glad. See it in the biggest screen possible, the two people who are listening to this who haven't seen it yet. Um, yeah, it's. it was worth, I, I like, I had notes, but honestly, I liked it more than Venom. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was interesting because I definitely had no expectations for it because I really didn't think I would like it. Mm-hmm. The The trailers undersold it. Yes. Definitely, which, you know, honestly, it's for the best. I think word of mouth is a better way sometimes. And I think when you show too much, which a lot of superhero movies show, uh, the trailers show too much. And they gave us a
1: five-minute like, trailer. The second trailer for this like extended look was 5 minutes long and granted they blew most of that awesome scene in Italy but the fact that there was still Which I so am much I remember. am because it was so I was watching it and I was like if I hadn't seen this before my mind would be blown right now about how well choreograph the camera work and the staging I did love
0: the wine oh, that she that's she, so cool she used the wine that was so good and the toilet him going to the toilet that particular the general the uh that guy yeah. he was just he was a really fascinating dude to look at and he's i think a martial artist uh yeah but i think he it's was a, ludi
1: lynn right yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah and he was just fascinating mm-hmm. like i kind of i wanted to see him and i wanted him to be uh have you watched any of gotham
1: yeah, I've watched some Gotham. The, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so there's this one guy who he's like a he, Is
1: he Victor Zaz?
0: Yeah, Victor Zaz. Yep. Uh Anthony Kerrigan. Mm, mm-hmm. Guys, this guy is fascinating for me. I love him in everything he does. I think he's he's in I wanna say he's in the flash. He is in one of those uh CW shows. At one point he's a meta. And he's only on it briefly, but he, like, steals that episode. He's in Barry, at least in the beginning, and then he's, he plays Victor Zazz. And Victor Zazz is, like, one of those characters whenever he comes back, even though he's almost always working against Jim Gordon, I just really love watching him. Like, he's funny, and he's just like, oh, hey. And then this final season of Gotham is going to be completely nuts, but he is in the trailer. So I'm excited to see him come back. But yeah, no, I mean, but like, I want to, but so this guy though is is it's a similar yeah. vibe where I'm like, you seem ruthless. Yeah. Let
1: him go nuts. Let let.
0: He was not. I mean, he has he has the fighting skill. Like he was very interesting to watch. It's the same. And he did not die. It's the same
1: thing that happened in uh, Force Awakens where they ga- where they got a bunch of people from the raid to be like random space pirates for two minutes, and they didn't really let him get. Let loose and really do their thing, and I felt like L- Ludi Lin was the same missed opportunity. Where it's like, no, let him go ballistic. Well, Adair, I think we've come to that time once again where we have to come up with an alternate title for this film. Oh, I like that look on your face. You're proud of yourself. You're proud of yourself. No, I'm not oh. really. I
0: I think I think I did really good uh, last last episode, but I'm I'm going with my Jason. Uh moa moana thing and i'm gonna it's gonna be called the uh the wave finder
1: <laughs>
0: so not super not super uh, like aquaman colon the wave finder but yeah that's it's not it's not great it was it was more like uh i just love the connections um it it makes me happy
1: well similarly i'm gonna go with the jason uh momoa connection and rename this stargate atlantis <laughs>
0: you won Ha you win you win um oh am doing that voice again i don't like when i do you that win. it means i'm hungry it means i'm hungry it's more like i'm trying to do Kristen wiggs target lady do you do you have a target
1: card
0: oh i love these where'd you find them
1: um well uh i guess our next review will be of replicas i'm just kidding <laughs> uh
0: no we'll 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 do a two thousand eighteen wrap up and then
1: maybe glass after that,
0: oh hills, yeah, you know what I'm gonna do is i'm gonna rewatch unbreakable and split
1: dope 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 dope
0: um and then i'm and then i'm gonna go and see glass like right after that mm-hmm. I'm very excited I also like i love Sarah Paulson and I am so glad that she is she is going to be. I, I feel like she is going to blow me away. As long
1: as she's in this longer than she was in Bird Box, then I'll be happy.
0: Haven't seen it yet, but I know that she dies.
1: I didn't say that.
0: No, but I mean, she dies in the trailer. Yeah, she
1: straight up dies. She's she's in it for 10 minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I am really excited that Mr. Collins from Pride and Prejudice, mm-hmm. uh, who I love him. He was in something recently that I saw And I was just like freaking out about it because I just, I adore him so much. But I I love that he's in it and he's like crazy or he goes crazy. I love that because he's such a weird little British man. Oh,
1: yeah. The What Women Want remake. The What Men Want with Taraji P. Henson comes out soon. I was just looking at upcoming features. That's out in February. And there's a part of me that knows that's just not going to be good, but part of me really wants to see it.
0: I remember when someone first told me about that, and I was just like, wait, wait a second. You're kidding me. Um, and the guy I was thinking of is Tom Hollander. Not Tom Holland. Tom Hollander. And he, what was the movie I just saw him in? Bohemian Rhapsody. He is great in Bohemian Rhapsody. Nice. As Jim Beach. Mm-hmm. He is he is absolutely adorable in that, but he's apparently also, hes he's having a great time. He's in Bohemian Rhapsody. Bird Box, Mowgli, Legend of the Jungle, and I mean that's it as far as like super big things right now. Um, and he was apparently in Breathe, which was that that movie that came out that I don't think anyone saw last year. But yeah, so he's also in Doctor thorne which my mom watched when I lived in Seattle, so I definitely watched that. He's Doctor thorne He's he's pretty great. Okay, so yeah, maybe we could do that. Um, but yeah, 2018 wrap up Glass. Pretty soon we're going to get back into uh, Marvel time.
1: Yep, and we'll have the Oscars between now and then, and who knows oh, yeah. whatever else.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, although I'm I'm very curious. This, uh, you know, what might be more interesting than the Oscars this the year? The Golden Globes. Is... <laughs> yes, always <laughs> and forever. Uh, no, just like this whole host thing. I'm just like it's just it's become such a thing, and I'm like I just. I've never cared before,
1: really. Okay, so Kevin Hart, clearly problematic past tweets. Ellen's absolving him of his gay, of his of homophobia. But no one asked Ellen. I like, know. why does
0: Ellen get to do that?
1: No, I do. I don't understand why. I mean, he's problematic. So let's uh, let's get Mel Gibson. I think that's a much better choice. Let's let's do Kevin Spacey.
0: I don't understand why we haven't just tapped. Um... <laughs> Did you watch the Kevin Spacey YouTube? Thing no, that came out? I refuse. I was, I it popped up and I was just like, "What?" Let me be. Is good. It was like Kevin Spa I was like Kevin Spacey tweeted for the first time in a long time. I'm like I'm still following him, and then I was like unfollowing. Them. I'm like, but wait a second, what is this? It was so weird. I've never. I don't think I've been the same since then. No. Uh, why are we completely just dis- uh, like n- not thinking about Polar and Faye? Like, th- like. They we they have great chemistry and they they have a lot of connections. Like just so long as it's not Alec Baldwin, I'm fine. I'm over Alec Baldwin.
1: Yeah, I think I don't know. I don't know. I
0: don't know. I don't know. But uh oh, have you been watching this season of SNL? i N L I'm gonna end on this note. Uh not really this season. Yeah, so it's it's pretty much one of the worst seasons of SNL I've ever seen. And it sucks because, like, there are certain times where I'm like, oh, I would really like to – I would really like to see this, Like, I would really like to, you know, be on board for this. And I think part of it, honestly, as weird as it is, is – the whole problematic Ariana Grande Pete Davidson Pete thing. Davidson thing, and they really played it up for the first few episodes, and then they broke up, and it was I don't know, it was just like weird that an entire show was like resting on this like celebrity it, dynamic. It makes it
1: feel like it's reality TV.
0: Yeah, and I'm just I don't know I I but also just it hasn't been great, and there's been some it's decent. Colin
1: post- Jost's fault.
0: But, uh, so says Twenty Minutes of Banter. Uh, all them Jost jokes. Uh, but. The final episode before Christmas was Matt Damon, and I loved it. Oh, good. Like, it made me so happy. I was like, this is what you guys can be. And what was funny is, like, Matt Damon wasn't promoting anything. <laughs> he was just there. And uh, they're they're one of the best Christmas. It's a wonderful Trump. What?
1: It's a wonderful Trump one that they did.
0: Well, I mean, that was fine. I mean, I, it made it. It made Alec Baldwin constantly being on SNL more palatable. Mm-hmm. Like it was a pretty funny moment, um, and a funny concept. I'm just sort of fucking tired of like having uh Robert De Niro read cue cards very clearly and having. Uh, honestly, it w- was fine the first time, and it's just I'm over yeah. it at this point. Um, it's it's a garbage fire. It is what it is. But that was a really good take on it. I liked that, and then um. There was an amazing Christmas commercial that actually, like, it was, it felt very real and good, and it made me, like, a little weepy. Aww. uh But it was funny, but we, it, I don't know, it was, like, there were a few sketches that I was just like, ugh, like, there's a Christmas tree ornament one that, like, the concept was fine, but um, I, the CGI kind of thing, I was like, you guys could just have a big Christmas tree.
1: Well, wasn't and, he, uh, wasn't he there promoting his new movie, The Monuments Men 2, Nobody Gives a Shit?
0: Yeah, that that was definitely it. Um, but no, it was great. And I maybe Matt Damon should just host.
1: Yeah, actually, Matt Damon hosting would be fine.
0: Or Matt Damon and Jimmy Kimmel.
1: Mm, is it on ABC? Yeah, yeah, they should do that. That would work. I would actually, I'd be well, okay with it, that.
0: They have a whole thing about like how they hate each other. I know, I
1: love it. It's one of my favorite fake feuds.
0: My favorite, well, my favorite episode was when Matt Damon took over. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: That was great. That was great. And I I mean, yeah. Or maybe let's just give it to Lin-Manuel Miranda. Let's see.
1: I think if he hosts, he takes himself out of any, well, I guess we got to see who the noms are. Yeah. God. Who do Matt Damon's a good choice. That's a really solid choice.
0: I mean, should we go nineteen nineties and have him and Ben Affleck do it together? I mean, they could bash on each other so much and like how the whole Batman thing. Or might yeah, be good. I
1: mean, they could do that and say, you know, Casey couldn't be here tonight because he's a garbage person.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> Throw yeah. him under the bus. I honestly, I think, I think Seth MacFarlane coming back would just be. I I, I loved, I loved his hosting. So
0: yeah, I mean, you you like song and dance
1: i do and he's a big song and i think that's why
0: billy crystal always appealed to me is he always did the fun little bits where he inserted himself in the movies Mm -hmm. and like when i was young that's like my memory of the oscars i don't know guys tweet us or uh comment or uh subscribe and leave a comment and tell us who you think should host the oscars and people will be like why are these in the reviews for this podcast
1: yeah that's a terrible place to put them but do it anyways.
0: Yeah, do it. We'll read them eventually. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Dan. Um, I hope your 2018 so far has been deece.
1: Totes dece And
0: uh, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty excited that we've got some we've got some movies to watch, and some things to rewrite, and a year to review. Huzzah! Huzzah!